Good morning. Uh, I am Antoine Dinswan, uh, co-chief editor of the European Respiratory Journal. And uh, for this month, uh, we are uh, very pleased to introduce uh, one of our uh, associate editor, uh, Professor Peter Schley from Australia. Uh, Professor Schley is the uh, uh, is professor at the University of Queensland, and he is also the deputy director of Queensland Children's Medical Research Institute, and also the director of the WHO Collaborating Centre for Research on Children's Environment and Health. So this month, uh, Peter will comment on two uh, papers that will uh, appear in the December issue of the ARJ. Uh, the first on the uh, nebulized therapy and the second on exercise program, of course, in cystic fibrosis, one of the um, uh, expertise field of uh, of Professor Peter Slide. So, Peter, what what do you think uh, is the are the main um, results from from the, those two papers? Yeah, thank you, Antun. Uh, we'll start with a paper by Bakker et al. from Rotterdam. And what they have done is to use what's, what they describe as smart nebulization to specifically target aerosol particles that will deposit in the small airways of children with cystic fibrosis. And in this particular paper, they describe how they do this by modifying the airflow to deliver a smaller particle size. And they compare that with convention, more conventional nebulization that's, that's directed more at the large airways. And so what they show is that when they do this, the children who receive Dornay's Alpha, uh, a, uh, a, a treatment that's designed to decrease sputum viscosity by breaking up uh, DNA in the, in the sputum, when they, sh when they target this at the small airways, children get a much greater increase in lung function, particularly expressed at flows at low lung volumes than they do when the, when the aerosol is directed at the large airways. And I think the importance of this is that um, while we all know and use this particular therapy in, in patients with cystic fibrosis, it's a demonstration that by targeting the aerosol particles directly at the small airways, a greater improvement can be made. And I think the importance of this and the, the direction for the future is that as we see newer treatments coming in for cystic fibrosis, we are going to be wanting to target those at younger children and particularly at the smaller airways because we know that the CF disease begins in small airways in young children. And so this shows the way forward. And while the treatment is not new, I think what the really novel concept here is how you can direct the treatment to the part of the uh, respiratory tree that you want to get to. Well, thank you very much. I, I think that the, that is a very important message on, on a therapeutical aspect of uh, cystic fibrosis because we know that uh, the, the main problem in, 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 in this disease is how to prevent uh, a progression of lung disease. And obviously this paper shows us the way uh, how to, how to, how to deal with this particular aspect in the future. And, and now I think that we have a second paper, uh, this time dealing with the, uh, the, 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 uh, the exercise programs in cystic fibrosis. Would you like to comment on that? Yes, this, this paper by Gruber et al. 
that's coming from the United States, from uh, from Pittsburgh, uh, as well as uh, with German uh, collaborators from the University of Hamburg, is looking at exercise testing and how it should be best used in exercise programs and how they best fit into our clinical uh, practice in cystic fibrosis. We have had quite a number of submissions in recent months, a number of papers looking at exercise training and exercise testing in cystic fibrosis. And I think these are all based on the assumption that as a clinician, we believe that physical fitness is important and that in children with cystic fibrosis and, and adults, that being physically fit is important. And what they've shown in this paper is if they look at the level of pre-training fitness, they show a number of things. They show primarily it's those with low fitness that have low lung function. They also show that people with cystic fibrosis have the same ability to respond and improve with exercise training as healthy adults or children do, so that cystic fibrosis is no barrier to uh, exercise training programs. But probably most importantly, they show that what we would expect clinically, those with the lower level of fitness, those who have the lower level of lung function are the ones who improve most. So the clinical implications from a paper like this is that if you're doing exercise screening testing in your clinic, in your clinic population, those who have reasonably good levels of fitness are not going to get extra benefit from uh, training programs. Whereas those who have low levels of fitness are going to benefit the most. So you can target your resources to those who are going to, to benefit the, the most rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. And uh, the reality in all of our clinics is that we don't have enough resources to go around. And so I think this paper shows the way forward. So screening tests and then targeting those who are going to benefit most from the, uh, the rehabilitation programs. Yes, I think that that, that is also a, a very practical message that we can get from 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 this paper. That is to say that training uh, program can can be beneficial for CF patients as much as they they have been shown that they they, they can be beneficial for people having COPD, for example. And and I think that from from what I can get is uh, the people with CF with um, a low a low lung function can even uh, have a, a greater benefit. Than 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 the other, um, so thank you very much, Peter, for for um, uh, sharing with us those two main messages from these two papers. But um, I know that um, you also have um, a, a, a current interest on on how future research directions should uh, should should be uh, in in the cystic fibrosis field. So would would you like to to share with us some of your thoughts? Yes, thank you, Antun. The, uh, the reality in, uh, in cystic fibrosis is that mortality is decreasing, survival and quality of life is improving in, uh, across the board in all, all countries and all clinics in cystic fibrosis. But what we're left with is that now um, the median survivals in the early 40s, so that, and most, most people die from bronchiectasis. And so if you want to think about it in, in another way, that bronchiectasis is a condition in cystic fibrosis that has a 50% mortality by the age of 40. 
So that a lot of research efforts are now going to go into understanding the mechanisms by which CF bronchiectasis uh, occurs. We know that neutrophilic inflammation is very important, but we don't really have any specific uh, therapies which are targeted to prevent that. And my prediction is over the next few years, we're going to see an increasing research effort in understanding neutrophilic inflammation in cystic fibrosis, understanding the mechanisms by which bronchiectasis develops, so that we can then turn around and design specific intervention studies to try and prevent this from occurring. And if we're able to do this, then we're going to push the uh, the survival of cystic fibrosis out much further. And uh, I'm afraid the message here for all of our adult colleagues is that cystic fibrosis is becoming an adult respiratory disease. In Australia, we have just crossed over where we now have uh, more adults with CF than we do children, and the rest of the world is catching up. So the adult physicians need to take notice of this because the paediatricians are going to be working very hard to prevent bronchiectasis and prolong survival in cystic fibrosis. Well, thank you very much for, for, for all these thoughts. I think that it is indeed a reality that we uh, as adult um, uh, pulmonary physicians uh, are seeing more and more uh, cystic fibrosis uh, patients, and that is indeed a, a good news to have them uh, uh, living more and more longer. And the directions that you have mentioned are actually very important, and I, um, and I think that uh, both you and I, we do hope to, to see uh, some of the those research papers uh, coming out in the European Respiratory Journal in the next months or years. So it was uh, Antoine Dinswan from Paris, France, and Peter Schley from Australia commenting on uh, the two papers on cystic fibrosis appearing this month in the European Respiratory Journal. Thank you very much. Thank you.